Namaste Jai Hind welcome to another edition of ANI podcast with Smita Prakash Today my guest is Anna Malai Kuppu Swami the state president of the BJP in the southern indian state of Tamil Nadu Anna Malai hails from the Karur district in Kongu region of Tamil Nadu he's an engineer holds a master's degree in business administration from the Indian Institute of Management and then became a police officer in 2011 Not content with a successful 8-year stint in the Indian Police Service, Anna Malai joined the BJP in 2020 and within a year he was appointed the president of the state unit. Anna Malai ji, you are emerging as one of the sharpest young politicians in the country. Whenever somebody talks about young politicians who are going to matter in by 2024, your name is taken uh, in that. Um in the south, the BJP has not really managed to make much inroads over the past several decades since its existence. Um you are seen as this white ray of hope uh, by your party in Tamil Nadu. So what is it that is your brief and what are you expected uh, to deliver in tamil nadu uh, thank you so much madam for having me in your podcast show i fundamentally believe for every political party its time has to come uh, whatever we push and pull uh, certain conducive factors has to be there for a political party to emerge if you look at tamil nadu for a long time we had big stalwarts there uh, people like jayalalitha madam people like karnanithi ayya they are like very very people people bigger than their uh, shoes uh, people who can uh, the pull crowds uh, people just thought they can't do any wrong that there is a kind of uh, confidence they generated over MGR the last 40 also. 50 years correct very importantly dr mgr now what has happened in the last 4 uh, 5 years we see a lot of vacuum in tamil nadu though a lot of parties are fighting for that space hmm. and uh, they need a larger than life leader kind of tamil nadu people are always used to this kind of an impression you need a larger than life leader So now our honorable prime minister Narendra Modi ji exactly fits into that role. Uh, one nine years into governance, all the central government schemes are reaching that maturity level. People are seeing in their own eyes the transformation. Tamil people generally it takes little bit time for them to get warmed up. Uh, mm. If you look at Dr. M G R himself, he acted in movies for a long time. He was in D M K for a long time. Then he started a party in 1972. Five years later, he came to power. there is no that instant uh, hero in tamil nadu they they take they take time to warm warm up to you once they warm up then sky is the limit for modi ji people have warmed up to him they have accepted him uh, they have seen him for two different elections now so 2024 we fundamentally believe modi ji is going to uh, fill that big vacuum in tamil nadu that's how i see it the brief is very clear madam to spread the party the party has to go to all parts of tamil nadu uh, 39 lok sabha constituencies we have to go around everywhere mm. Uh, the party is traditionally st- strong in some parts of tamil nadu we are strong in kanyakumari where we have produced mps nilagiri we have given mps coimbatore we have given mps trichy we have given mps so now we have to spread out tier 2 cities to the village level uh, that is the work we are doing as of now see um, for uh, for our viewers and our listeners who uh, may not be very familiar with tamil nadu politics uh, like when you said about this larger than life many of the people that you mentioned they came in from from the glamour world they came in from uh, film industry or karunanidhi was not exactly from film industry but he was a poet and you know he had this uh, interaction with with the crowd and all that and everything that we see in about tamil nadu politics is huge posters and then people getting very emotional about their leaders and all that it's politics is very different from the rest of the country isn't it 
I partly agree with you, madam. It is true. Uh, we are definitely rest, uh, different from the rest of the country. And uh, the initial part of Tamil Nadu, uh, 1919, the Justice Party came to power in Tamil Nadu. Mm. Um, till 1947, uh, with the with the British control, we had some form of a government. Post 1947, we had some of the great stalwarts in Tamil Nadu. You look at uh, iconic statesmen. Uh, people like Rajagopalachari, people like Karmavirar Kamarajaraya. That was a different era and time. So those people occupied the mind space. Mm. 1965, post the Hindi agitation in Tamil Nadu, things took a sharp U-turn. Till then it was more like a, Tamil Nadu was part of the national mainstream. When Rajaji was there, part of the national mainstream. Kamarajaraya, you know, part of the syndicate and very yeah. big leader. So Tamil Nadu was never far away from India. It was always connected. Uh, the schemes were coming and people were dictating up to the delhi politics also uh, people sitting here were dictating delhi politics 1965 post the hindi agitation and the sharp u turn that happened tamil nadu was seen from the outside as a state that is slightly away from the mainstream india in terms of politics mm. where it is a separate politics it doesn't matter who's coming in delhi there people vote very differently so that a very careful political vacuum which arose after the hindi agitation the dmk party smartly captured it uh karnanidhi all said and done uh, uh, he was also a great person in the media industry in the cinema industry mm. he wrote screenplays very powerful dialogues for n number of movies for which dr mg r acted as the hero and the connection for them they all came together anna durai who was the first chief minister of tamil nadu the revidian chief minister 1967 he was also very popular writer and a speaker mm. so from then onwards it is one after the other it is karnanidhi and dr mg r then jailalitha it is like that it is going um but we all have to understand madam uh, the when larger than life leaders uh, the shelf life once it is over it's a matter of time for them um the parties go through some sort of a struggle because the next leader can't match up to their standard and uh, nobody could match up to kalinger standard uh, nobody could match up to dr mg standard but jalalitha madam came up because she was also came up the hard way now in the current field i don't see any larger than life leader in tamil nadu who will occupy that mind space and people simply will blindly trust them he cannot do any wrong that is the kind of image people had for them so in this space the politics is going to be very very different ma'am not the old style of politics now while i i'll agree with you that you know the larger and life figures era might be over as far as tamil nadu politics is concerned and you are saying that it's it's modi ji even i'll come to the language issue later in the podcast but uh, when we are talking about larger than life figures i it was said when karunanidhi passed away when uh, that you know uh, it he is different that era is over his progeny will never be able to have that kind of but then stalin won and he is there and he didn't have that kind of an image he didn't have that kind of a fan following but he won how come he managed to capture that uh, tamil nadu generally when parties come to power ma'am you see a sweep a lok sabha elections also you see one sided sweep that normally happens in tamil nadu uh when uh, previously when you see this kind of a transition between dmk and admk in each of the election in mm. a five year cycle you mm. see a good number of seats 140 150 170 up to 182 we have a 234 member assembly and this election was the most closely fought election uh, dmk came to the election with a 12 party alliance uh, the net difference between the dmk alliance and the admk alliance was a matter of 2.1% total vote share and the 45 seats which the admk alliance lost if you count the margin it is 2.4 lakh hmm. so if you if you do a very nuanced analysis of tamil nadu politics it is all becoming very closer parties are vying for that space and this itself is a sign that you will not see a sweep anymore in tamil nadu like jailalitha sweep 
కరుణానిధి స్వీప్ ఎంజిఆర్ స్వీప్ దట్ వాజ్ ది లోక్సభ అండ్ అసెంబ్లీ పర్ఫార్మెన్స్ సో ట్వంటీ ట్వంటీ ఫోర్ హస్ గివెన్ అ వెరీ క్లియర్ ఇండికేషన్ డిఎంకే డిస్పైట్ టెన్ ఇయర్స్ అవుట్ ఆఫ్ పవర్ టెన్ ఇయర్స్ ద ఎవర్ అండ్ పవర్ అండ్ ట్వంటీ నైన్టీన్ దే హాడ్ అ బిగ్ స్వీప్ బికాస్ దే ఆర్ ఏబుల్ టు జనరేట్ సమ్ సార్ట్ ఆఫ్ అ వేవ్ ఇన్ తమిళనాడు ట్వంటీ ట్వంటీ వన్ వాస్ వెరీ క్లోజ్ వెరీ వెరీ క్లోజ్ అస్ ఐ సెట్ ద నెంబర్స్ ఇఫ్ యూ లుక్ అట్ ఇట్ వెరీ క్లోజ్ మ్యామ్ సో ఐ వుడ్ సే దట్ క్లియర్లీ పాయింట్స్ టు అ న్యూ ఎమర్జింగ్ ట్రెండ్ దట్ పీపుల్ విల్ సీ పొలిటీషియన్ అస్ అ పొలిటీషియన్ దే విల్ సీ హూ యూ ఆర్ వాట్ యూ ఆర్ యూ స్పీకింగ్ వాట్ ఆర్ ది అదర్ పార్టీస్ అండ్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ అండ్ దే విల్ నాట్ బ్లైండ్లీ ట్రస్ట్ యూ ఓకే టెన్ ఇయర్స్ జయలలిత ఇస్ అవుట్ ఆఫ్ పవర్ ప్లీజ్ గివ్ అర్ ఛాన్స్ దట్ వాస్ అ ఓల్డ్ టైమ్ అండ్ తమిళ్ పాలిటిక్స్ ఆల్సో మ్యామ్ ట్రెడిషనల్లీ ద అపోజిషన్ పార్టీస్ నెవర్ ప్లే అ బిగ్ రోల్ ఇన్ తమిళనాడు ఫోర్ ఇయర్స్ దే కీప్ క్వైట్ Uh, fifth year they emerge they issue some uh, paper statements they do two three protests before the election they they sweep mm-hmm. so that is also tamil nadu will not see that was the, the trend for the last 30 40 years you will not see an aggressive opposition in tamil nadu you haven't seen for a long time so this splintering of votes that you're talking about or the splintering of um loyalty uh, maybe uh, towards the political party if that is happening since 2019 uh so you are going to change that trend you in the sense the bjp is decided to take advantage of that splintering and uh, not wait till the next election isn't that what it the uh, the way i look at is uh, for a mm. party to go uh, it we have to have a very clear presence in the grassroots madam that is very important mm. uh, we have about 68000 booths you got to have a very strong presence in those booths the uh, bjp is expanding now we are in the expanding phase we are having a booth president we are going to all parts of tamil nadu till then it was always a problem for bjp when these two major leaders were there you never got people for the booths because people are addicted to some sort of a political phenomena for the first time we are seeing our booths getting filled our president's uh, slot getting filled so it is more in the expansion side the second problem for bjp to immediately fill up the gap per se yes um you are taking on an mla contestant from the bjp who's a five time mla uh, invariably in admk when you see it is all five time four time mm. six time mlas who are there now ADMK also DMK also the same thing where there are matured politicians and 30 40 years they are in politics for BJP we are seeing lot of first generation young dynamic people getting into politics through BJP this is the trend we are seeing in the last 2 3 years okay so i would say 2026 would be a marker 2024 you will see BJP emerging in tamil nadu uh, where we will uh, send a huge number of mps to delhi hmm. because that election is going to be modi ji is going to come back as india's prime minister how much is tamil nadu going to contribute So we see a clear wave for Modi ji in 2024. So what's your immediate goal 2024 or 2026? 2024 the immediate goal is to make sure the party is strong enough to capture this wave. A wave gets generated ma'am to, con- to translate that into votes votes we got to have booth level presence. So you have a wave right now you think? I see a wave madam. I see a wave clear pro Modi wave unlike last time in 2019 where they generated because kasi tamil sangam one after the other when you see what modi ji has done if i can speak very elaborately about it hmm. modi ji is seen as an insider in fact if you look at the tamil news for the last one month somebody has started a rumor that modi ji is contesting from tamil nadu one of the seat everywhere you go people ask i was two days back i was in a tea shop in thootukudi i was having a tea in a tea shop uh, the anna asked me anna is it sure modi ji will contest so this has become a talking point contest from tamil nadu from ramanadapuram is what the rumors say hmm. so people have picked up that rumors media has written columns about it varanasi and Ka- ramanadapuram modi ji is connecting it is all a rumor but people are commenting people are talking people want modi ji to contest that itself is a sign this and many other things that modi ji is seen as an insider in tamil nadu not any more an outsider from distant part of india you know that that's something which is an anomaly no because in tamil nadu there is this whole 
what is your identity is it a tamil identity or a national identity that becomes very important it's they've never tolerated outsiders tamil nadu politics i don't mean it as a criticism but i'm saying that's the truth that uh, you've not seen uh, you know anybody uh, coming in from outside and contesting an election in tamil nadu isn't it that's partly true madam because a lot of uh, tamil based identity caste identity uh, local dravidian identity lot of things uh, goes into people deciding in their mind whom they want to vote but since modi ji has transcended everything probably i think is a, probably the first outsider outside tamil nadu yeah. nobody has done it even indira gandhi as a second seat she picked up from andhra pradesh she picked up from karnataka when she wanted to sonia gandhi picked up from karnataka rahul gandhi has gone to kerala nobody is daring to go to tamil, tamil nadu. nadu that is why i was very confident now when i say this ma'am if you look at the current news space this has become a talking point that itself is a sign that modi ji has transcended everything so 2024 would be a very different election so you think that uh, but see it's a state election uh, the bjp did this even in bengal they had you know they said that modi magic is so strong it was strong in 2019 in the sense that the vote share became very big in uh, in west bengal it was becoming the it's become the second largest party after uh, the tmc they did that but state election is all about state leaders Uh, how I, can modi ji get i agree with you madam modi ji can generate that wave for you it is very important the state leadership and the candidates who are there they are in that correct mind frame you should reflect the qualities of modi ji for example if you are talking of a state election it's very important the candidate selection is perfectly bang on ma'am you put correct candidates all the social engineering whatever you want to do but more importantly the candidate should reflect the qualities of the honorable prime minister the party should set a correct narrative and go for example modi ji how is modi ji seen in tamil nadu modi ji seen as a development person modi ji seen as a unifier modi ji seen as the first person probably the prime minister or whichever person president whichever higher constitutional position you take the first guy who took effort to reach out to tamil people consistently in the last 8 years 10 years even when he was gujarat cm this is the image of modi ji the party has to reflect very carefully with a very calibrated approach when we do it both sync if the party takes some other narrative locally in tamil nadu then we will have a problem the modi ji's magic translating into words is an art ma'am that we have to do the hard work modi ji can create that wave for you as he said in 2024 we see a wave but important thing in the next 16 18 months they were working like like a war now put people in the booth make sure they know what election is they know which house to go whom to approach they know which voter is voting for us go talk to them hmm. make sure he is ready to vote but get his vote to the polling box So this is something which we have to do, which Modi ji can't do for us as a prime minister. I get that, um, but you know the BJP has traditionally always worked with an ally in Tamil Nadu, right? Uh, whether it was Vajpayee ji, he had very good relations with uh, with uh, Jayalalitha ji, and then even Modi ji had very good relations with uh, with uh, Jayalalitha ji. So it's always worked through another via media, if I may say. Now you are. making this uh, you know in all your speeches and in all your public interactions it's the bjp you don't talk about allies you're talking about an identity creation of the bjp and identity creation of modi ji in your speeches in your interaction now also it's only bjp no ally i keep telling this in tamil nadu also madam we are not against any party per se there mm. are respectable alliance mm. uh, leaders alliance parties at the same time we are very clear bjp has to become strong Mm. it's it's a, it's not an alliance of convenience like what dmk does with 12 parties caste parties and everything here it is alliance of respect mm. 
Though we and ADMK officially we have lot of disagreements or many issues officially. Um, language issue. We want a three language formula to be taken up. They want a two language formula. They oppose the new education policy. We want the new education policy to come. So a lot of policy issues as a party we differ. But since it is based on a certain principle, we align together. DMK, ADMK also respects it. So I keep telling this: BJP has to have an identity of its own in Tamil Nadu. This is the time when Modi ji's image is all time high. When we go to rural area, it is no more a house. It is Modi house. It is no more a money. It is Modi panam. People are already talk, talk, talking. As as a politician, as a BJP karikarta, my job is to connect it properly to translate that into votes. So once we do that, the alliance parties will also start respecting us. It is not that they don't respect us, but we believe even when we sit in an alliance, we should sit with strength. That is our belief. You sit with respect, sit with strength, so that you do politics there, not because they wanted to give you some seats, five seats, or seven seats, or whatever it is. You contest on their back. This is something we want to change the public impression also. Public have somehow got this impression in their head that this alliance, this party is very strong. This party is not very strong. We want to break that. That is why in the recent uh, local body polls. we contested alone we want we want to put the party under stress test we want to see where this party is going can we put 13000 candidates do we have the ability to put 13000 candidates first time after many many years our karyakartas were doing their booth work full time because normally when you have an alliance hmm. in in lok sabha and assembly hmm. the bulk of the election load is taken by the alliance parties because they have an established structure hmm. so bjp never had the opportunity to learn politics at the ground level this uh, local body elections was a great opportunity where our people did politics they know first time they went to the ground level they had a notebook they know which house to survey whom to talk then they came back and said oh modi ji's image is great 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 i mean telling this for a long time his image is fantastic in tamil nadu only thing is we have to do that connection and make sure that translates into votes i'm we are always told that uh, language is a big issue in tamil nadu identity language identity is very big which is true uh, tamil language evokes uh, very very strong sentiments and this has been the case for decades why is it that that doesn't work when it comes to modi ji he speaks in hindi uh, he doesn't speak in tamil why is it that you think that there is a connect that the people have with uh, mr modi in spite of language being an issue or language not the same the, not an issue but the, the two things to it ma'am it mm. could also be seen as uh if you take 2019 as a barometer 2019 lok sabha as a barometer 2014 when modi ji contested for the first time for the prime minister post tamil nadu bjp stood alone uh, we formed an alliance of our own but though we created the alliance the other parties contested more seats than us because pmk contested more other parties so there the combined vote share of the bjp alliance was 19.3% all alliance that was a historic number for us where we were able to win one seat on our own in kanyakumari also the dmk's lowest vote share was recorded in 2014 they were at 23% so they were only 4% more than our alliance ma'am this clearly shows when 2014 the whole country was like oh modi ji is coming modi ji is going to change and we want to go for modi ji that wave was in tamil nadu in 2014 else you not get 19.3% and one uh, lok sabha seat contesting alone with a like minded small three part parties there 2019 what happened the dmk was very clear from 2017 onwards they run multiple tv channels they run papers and everything they run radio channels all as a party as members belonging to that party they they carefully set a narrative from 2017 the anti modi wave which they claimed go back modi in twitter which they organized they created an impression that 
the jallikattu this that everything though we brought but they created an impression that bjp did not bring bjp was not careful for the tamil sentiment now last time when modi ji visited tamil nadu madam last time last time when he visited madurai the vanakkam modi just to give you a number how it has changed now vanakkam modi vanakkam in tamil nadu means welcome modi uh, in a in a historic india's record the prime minister hasn't got or any political party hasn't got a twitter trend that is 14 lakh for a day so pm got vanakkam modi for 14 lakh the gobak modi was around 70000 now you see a very clear shift in public perception that oh, once we have been fooled by a very calibrated very networked a, a, very a proper structured negative communication now people are thinking i want don't want to get fooled now that is that is the thing that is working now so 2019 i would i am always telling ma'am it is a very artificial kind of election in tamil nadu and 2014 also we have to understand why bjp could not win more despite getting 19% jayalalitha madam made it an election between jayalalitha versus modi ji she called it lady versus modi mm. she said it is me or modi ji so they gave an impression as if a tamilian is going to become a deputy prime minister so they created an impression so people naturally thought okay there is a chance for jayalalitha to go up to delhi and they had an impression now 2019 they kind of created an impression that when the whole of india believed modi ji is going to come it gave a historic mandate but tamil people they created an impression that congress is going to come they created an impression it is all an impression that is our only worry the party the, the structuring that we are doing is we don't want because we don't have a tv we don't have a paper we don't have a very organized communicative approach we are we are also getting used to that okay how to break it how to break that narrative when the tv runs stories after stories from morning till evening you have a big sun tv you have a sun news you have a kalinger tv all big trp channels owned by the family per se then you have dinagaran paper you have murasoli again owned by them then you have multiple radio channels owned by the marans family so people got bombarded by everywhere you see they were getting bombarded with this theory now with a lot of calibrative approach we are breaking it Uh, we got good amount of proper influences in the ground level who tell this story no this is false this is not happening so that took lot of effort so it is more like a green shoot madam what happened in the local body polls was a green shoot mm-hmm. where bjp's vote share in the contested area was about 8.5% that was a green shoot in a local body poll that happened 6 months after dmk coming to power mm-hmm. so we are very confident this was the problem in 2019 we know what was the problem that is why you see the current politics of dmk madam whenever they get into the back foot immediately they make it north versus south immediately they make it center versus state now they have taken governor as more like a mascot for delhi they want to make it governor versus dmk meaning delhi versus dmk so dmk tries to play, play this game very carefully because mm. they know they can't win on development politics mm. they are trying to again reignite that passion and pride uh, whatever they have been doing for a long time two topics anamalai ji one is uh, about the communication and uh, two is about the governor issue i'm going to come to the governor issue uh, later but first let me talk about the communication thing uh, it's it will seem a little strange for uh, people who don't know much about tamil nadu politics because mostly people think that bjp's communication uh, management is probably leaps and bounds beyond anybody else i mean any political party you talk to whether it is the congress or whether it is the tmc they'll all say all channels are uh, only speak about modi ji only talk about bjp everybody is godi media every it's only the bjp 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 but what you are saying in tamil nadu it is completely different but 
why is it then that or you don't want to play that same game like you're saying that the other political parties have their own uh, tv channels but you don't want to bring out your own tv channel is it the bjp i think the party is very clear madam uh, ideology party doesn't want a tv channel to propagate what it is doing instead they expect the karyakartas to go and do the hard work meet people because it's it's a fade they can create for 5 years but this can never be a permanent thing mm. so the party has always taken a call you go and do the hard work what is expected of karyakarta let us not get into businesses which we are not supposed to get into it so tamil nadu do our cadres every time a senior leader from delhi comes even to the prime minister also some of our party members have said sir we want to start a tv channel to amit shah ji whenever he comes they keep telling you give us a tv channel but they are very clear that political party is not here to win every race and and say that every day i am doing right i am doing right every day push narrative that is never a role of a political party it is to have that people connect so they say we keep we expect you to do that people connect you go to house sit there be one among the people start talking to them then things will change hmm. and tv channel is just a figment of imagination where people say you have a tv channel you win but the problem madam in tamil nadu more than a tv channel it is the carefully constructed negative news fake narratives in tamil for example a sun tv channel would play some news from up now because now, now up and Ra, up are the favorite for them up and mp hmm. something happens in up they pick that up thing they put it you see the yogi ji government this is happening in up that has got nothing to do with tamil nadu politics that news has got nothing to do with yogi ji government also it is some strange issue somewhere so cow got transported somewhere some vigilante fight between two different groups not connected to government government would have taken action also now the new thing is they play it out in wherever dmk party is in power the same thing should not happen in tamil nadu so be very careful so then they take a 7 o'clock debate they put it first time i see very funnily the debate is happening for issues outside tamil nadu they pick up newses from across india where there's that you must have seen very recently uh, during the gujarat polls one of the family party was carrying a live kit in gujarat they were carrying a live kit in tamil areas of gujarat they were meeting tamil people to say do you like dravidian model of development or do you like modi model of development in the live all 100% they were saying it is modi model of development in gujarat tamil guys living there they didn't know what to do to cut it also then the anchor was trying to come in which became a troll material now this is something because since they are ruling party now for what what was working for them madam when they were in opposition for 10 years for dmk everything was anti delhi anti center anti modi now since they are ruling party people are angry with them they didn't want to project anything within tamil nadu so first time they are coming outside tamil nadu picking up a gujarat or picking up a up trying to play it sentimentally this is a new trend so there I'm is saying. the bjp model which they are saying is not working as compared to the tamil nadu model which is working you are right madam they want to do that comparison and bring that fake narrative inside because every 5 year they change that strategy so since the bjp doesn't have a tv channel of its own in tamil nadu you're saying that twitter trends will work for you as far as uh, narrative building is concerned twitter is a small part of a public discourse i just gave that number to tell you hmm. how things have changed hmm. but with twitter twitter nobody is going to win an election with facebook nobody is going to win an election youtube but the, but what i'm trying to say ma'am like i said we have to spread and have presence in 68000 booths that is what we tell people is that your brief as state president yes madam to grow organizationally to put roots be present everywhere what happens when many a times somebody in some house in some village is willing to vote hmm. you don't have an organizational presence the traditional parties they do a transportation for them for elections also where they get that 5 7% extra voters 
even people who want to vote for us since we don't don't have an organizational presence they make they convert that vote to their party because they give that last minute push to them correct so our job is to just go around tamil nadu make sure we put roots and very importantly madam in tamil nadu unlike other parts of india a booth president of dmk is a booth president for 30 plus years next time when you come to tamil nadu at the ground level when you see a booth president of dmk he will be a old man of 74 75 years 30 years is the booth president they will not change because the state party president doesn't change is one family the district presidents are there for 2020 to 25 years because they are the mlas the ministers and district president so what happened this guy especially the booth president he puts a root there so he is the guy who helps them for daily issues he calls the police station he goes there he comes there so our bjp we have a very different kind of politics we want to give opportunities to everybody nobody is permanent in the party mm. we keep shifting the leaders so our guy has got a problem especially to tamil nadu politics where those people stick dravidian model the booth presidents are there for 30 35 years we are trying to figure out this we have to break this also by saying that new people once you go there we have started a program called illam sellom ullam velvom recently hmm. we said each karyakarta has to take care of 25 houses in his locality any problem in that house you are the first responder like a cop there is a rainfall issue go there solve it there is a central government uh, loan issue go there solve it don't work like a party karyakarta take ownership of that house so i'm very happy to say as of now there are about 90000 karyakartas engaged in it each person has taken 25000 25 houses going around because the only way to break that logic is our guy taking ownership of 25 houses because we don't have a model where every household will know he is our booth president for dmk call that fellow he'll fix up a bulb but for bjp and national parties we have this problem competing with the traditional dravidian regional major because sometimes you have to play our game differently also madam trying so to catch up doesn't you, work so when you when you are hunting for talent uh, when you are hunting for this booth level when you are hunting for district level what is it that you are seeking is it youth is it new ideas or is it somebody who's established you break away from another party what is it that you are seeking Ma'am, I fundamentally believe uh, uh, the people who are slightly more resistant to change are uh, people who are seeped in a particular way of Tamil Nadu politics. Mm. Uh, many people, when they talk, they say this will not work. Mm. Larger than life image will work. So those people have seen Dravidian politics for thirty, forty years. The first timer, the second timer is willing to change. Eighteen plus, till about forty-five guys is willing to change, willing to experiment. So those are the guys coming to BJP in a big way. at the same time the party we are admitting outsiders also in a big way the party has to expand there's no other way you have to bring outsiders but at the same time ideologically when a party from a 6% 7% you have an ambition to go to 25% because you have to jump four times likely meaning you have to bring outsiders in more number when the internal gelling is not happening we see lot of places it creates artificial friction then people go out once you lose an election people don't stay for the long term So it's a big laboratory experiment that is happening. We are bringing outsiders in a big way. We are pushing youth also, giving them positions of importance. Hmm. Same time doing con- simultaneously manpower training, simultaneously getting them to mature much faster. Because every day we tell them you are competing with a five-time MLA. Any of our aspirant, we I tell them you are competing with a five-time ADMK MLA or a DMK MLA who is there for thirty years in the constituency. he has got face value he has done work as a minister now unless you do something different you will not have a chance modi ji's image is great wave is there modi ji will bring you 50 60% of votes the rest 30 40% we have to get it 
by our face the party symbol and everything so wish poor people be more like a social worker political party is okay karyakarta is okay that is why the 25 houses theory we want them to go mingle with the house and start behaving like a social worker see you were talking about uh, the the messaging so the messaging for a long time has been that uh, the bjp is an anti dravidian uh, party now if that continuously is hammered at times that message must be sticking you know i i'll tell you recently the hindu newspapers editor malini parthasarthi she did a twitter poll in which you know it they said that this 50 more than 50% i think votes went for that the tamil identity is stronger than the national identity now that is that's a pretty strong thing it is probably you'll see that in bengal and you'll see that in tamil nadu which is happening and the bjp is seen as a party that is trying to break that so where are you or do you want to break that what is it is it a wrong perception this poll madam uh, if it has happened 10 years before hmm. uh, probably would have seen 80 20 now we are seeing 60 40 or 55 45 that shows things are progressing uh, maybe 1970 to be 95 5 or something like that madam so i see this poll as a very a barometer which is showing that ground is shifting once you cross 50 55 then we would call national parties era so in a way i partly agree with you madam that this poll is indicating something ground is shifting 2019 if you had done the poll with all the center anti center anti modi whatever we dmk was generating would have been different madam How long I, does it I take, Anamalaji, uh, for an anti-BJP anti-Indian? Ma'am, I call myself a dark Dravidian. <laughs> okay. I call myself a dark Dravidian. The media people ask me, sir, you are dark. That is visible. But calling you a Dravidian, how do you substantiate? I said, look, it's a land of Pancha Dravida. If you look at the old uh, literature, we call Pancha Dravida. Pancha Dravida, right up to Gujarat, the current Pakistan, Pancha Dravida. What happened? This fellows. a landmass of dravidian was converted to a culture converted to a people converted to a boundary before 1956 what do we call as tamil nadu madam it was a madras presidency going all the way to orissa going all the way to maharashtra mysore this way we have cut and we have come so it was a combination of many culture and many thing before 1956 even the madras the name itself has come from come from a telugu ruler even if you go to chennai now people say a good number of population in a, in a very higher side they speak telugu telugu origin the first while people settled in madras now this is a new theory they have started from 1956 calling this boundary in tamil movie we have this vadivelu movie hmm. you don't cross this line i don't cross this line in the kota dandi nee varakudadu nanu varamanta they say after this line you can't is, come and you, i won't go no i, I won't, won't cross i won't i won't cross this line but you don't come, come inside, inside this line okay now this is dmk style This line is the Dravidian line, the geographical boundary. Geographical boundary, which is never the case. This is something they have given a narrative to it in the last thirty, forty, fifty years. They say now Dravidian means which which is a shrinking area inside Tamil Nadu. Moment you cross Tamil Nadu border, which was a erstwhile Madras presidency, where our Cheras, Cholas, and Pandyas ruled, where our great kings went, where people still have relations settled the other side of the border. This is something which I say look. I am also a Dravidian by this logic of landmass, and I am a six, seven generation born this person, a farmer. So this is very important for Tamil Nadu because we also have to speak a language which people understand. And moment Dravidian we get into this race and culture and and boundary, then it becomes very tough, madam. Secondly, the second part also, madam, BJP very conveniently they make it a Delhi centric party or a regional party. Uh, for them, the first branding they do is a Delhi centric party. 
if a delhi setting party comes to power their interests are always towards delhi not towards tamil nadu hmm. for them they have created an impression of delhi as if in delhi some four or five robbers are sitting inside a room and they want to loot each state and take money into it they don't understand modi ji has come from gujarat an outsider in pure terms coming to delhi because it is an administrative capital in the people's mind delhi is made as if it is some robber barons are sitting in delhi they will loot tamil nadu take our resources if you go to a village that is an impression so for us the problem ma'am simultaneously we got to grow the party strengthen the organization break the narrative set correct narratives we all have to do it simultaneously to get that win. but there were two uh, two prime ministers from dravidian states if i may say call them that i mean there was deve gowda and there was um, narsimha rao they were there ntr played a very uh, a major role uh, in national politics at one point of time getting the janata party together in uh, you know that the whole uh, front together opposition so it's not as if dravidian leaders have not paid but somehow tamil nadu is gets very uh, angry with it and you know that that sentiment has been taken over by uh, rahul gandhi when he said in the parliament also that the bjp will never be able to from he pointed out that from bengal to orissa to tamil nadu uh, to kerala and even at one point of time karnataka you will not be able to even enter this region he said uh talking about regional leaders in these parties in these states who are going to prevent the bjp storming uh, lower than the the cow belt area which is called uh, you know oh, yes in the parliament uh, but i i i welcomed rogol's statement in the sense i said only if you say things will happen ulta in indian politics whatever you have said it has happened ulta i said for bjp to come to power it is important rogol gandhi should have said that statement because he said it without understanding tamil nadu politics a state maybe for his grandmother and a uh, great grandfather in the initial time when the power transition was happening from britain to india pandit jawaharlal nehru asked rajaji chakravarti rajagopalachi how should we shift this power is, is, how how should we give a narrative that power is getting shifted and rajaji gave an idea in tamil kings used to carry the sengol scepter i will make a scepter in tamil nadu bring it to delhi we will give it to mountbatten so he will give that scepter to you we will collect it and we will show there is a transfer of power technically the transfer of power happened in photograph wise the scepter was made in an adinam in tamil nadu a shaivite adinam in tamil nadu it came we can keep giving lot of connections madam right up to kamarajar now we has to understand tamil nadu was always a land that favored nationalism because you see ma'am a state that far across from the epicenter of what is happening in indian politics the delhi and mumbai and other things the quality of freedom fighters it gave it is like far beyond a state that is in the hinterland of india far beyond it, it has always got that it has always got that now we has to understand tamil nadu has behaved in a very different way because it is people like that who chose to do politics inside tamil nadu even i have seen congress inside tamil nadu they speak a dravidian dmk's language for example neet congress party opposes neet in tamil nadu Congress party opposes new education policy in Tamil Nadu. Whatever DMK says, Congress says it. That is why I call Congress in Tamil Nadu as DMK's B team. Because ideologically, they don't have a different stand, madam. It is very unfortunate. Rahul Gandhi ji somehow believes it is by parroting this statement, Congress has got a life support in Tamil Nadu. 
but we chose to see it some other way that we have to just regain the glory get that narrative right moment we get it going it's a matter of time tamil nadu will get into the national mainstream but congress has never had an issue being the b team of the dmk isn't it i mean never in the sense i'm talking about 15 years now they don't have a problem being they, b team they, they, because they're not ambitious madam they don't have a problem in the sense ambitious in the sense for any political party the reason for its existence is to come to power bjp for in tamil nadu were very clear the party has to come to power only then ideology and whatever we have to do we can do for people but very surprisingly i see in congress for example a senior leader like peter alfons very senior leader in congress he says the only person who can save india he says is mk stalin he doesn't say rahul gandhi i questioned him sir you are such a senior leader in the congress the number 2 in the party you are giving and the talking in the press that the only person who can save india is mk stalin you conveniently forgotten your own uh, rahul gandhi so tamil nadu it's we see in the ground now mk stalin for them has become more superior than rahul gandhi including the state president because they keep parroting for them they want that bit of mlas to show that they are existing in tamil nadu and mm-hmm. for them i can give you an example from 2014 when congress was uh, standing in some constituency and 2019 when they aligned with dmk their votes had tripled some of they have this false notion align with dmk we will come back to power that is what congress is but thinking i don't think it bothers uh, mr rahul gandhi so much if there's a cult following for uh, stalin isn't it i find it very funny because the way both of them behave madam rahul gandhi wanted to sri rahul gandhi ji wanted to start his bharat jodo yatra from kanyakumari they have invited uh, stalin ji to come and flag off very conveniently what he did is he called arvind kejriwal to kejriwal ji to chennai a day before Arvind Kejriwal ji was in Chennai a day before the start of Bharat Jodo Yatra. CM and Arvind Kejriwal ji both inaugurated a government school upgradation in Chennai. Next day he went to that program. He told them I have some throat infection I can't give speech and all but I will do flag off. So very very clearly MK Stalin ji plays this double game. Congress is weakening weakening weakening. Moment it crosses beyond that limit where it can't salvage itself, I will throw this out and align with somebody else. That is M K Stalin's calculation as of now. Congress understands this; they go overboard to catch him now. Rahul Ji, he goes overboard. He understands the strategy of M K Stalin. He's like M K Stalin is great and Tamil Nadu D M K is great. This was not Rahul Gandhi Ji's stand in 2019. 2019, he never came to Tamil Nadu for canvassing, Madam. I'll put it on on record. 2019 canvassing, not even a single stage. Rahul ji and MK Stalin ji were together he came for canvassing for congress rally he never stood in the same uh, platform with MK Stalin ji because somehow he had, he had this aversion that 2G scam and other things he didn't want to align with them and other things now Rahul ji completely conveniently he has become a biggest cheerleader for MK Stalin which is very unfortunate madam so now tell me 2024 madam is modi ji versus talent yeah, and 2026 it's going to be annamalai versus talent i'm 2024 madam it is going to be modi ji and indian people first time we are not going to see versus in indian politics it is modi ji indian people people are voting okay that sounds like uh, straight uh, from typical, one of your typical ha, political speech no no i am not talking that ma'am reason i'm telling you madam what stature does mk stalin ji has got what stature to compare to modi ji what stature madam what stature But if you speak to the DMK, they'll say, of course, in Tamil Nadu, Stalin has a bigger stature than Modi ji. Modi ji is in Delhi, he's in Gujarat, he's in many other states. But Tamil Nadu has a style of its own, which is Stalin. For the DMK people, it could be for an average Tamilian, 
they cannot accept this fact you can take our chief minister mk stalin ji compare him to modi ji and do it that can never get it. if if what all dmk is doing hmm. that will be the single greatest gift they'll be giving to bjp tamil nadu if they are doing that comparison hmm. i think we start with 10% plus well i think even oweci said that uh, when uh, asaduddin oweci was in the uh, podcast recently he said the same thing that if it's going to be modi versus somebody then it's advantage bjp so 2024 should not be modi versus anybody the opposition strategy should be that everybody fight on your own and post election then maybe see something but don't fight it as modi versus it works to bjp's advantage do you think tamil nadu will be the same tamil nadu what they will try and do madam what the way dmk is trying to do it they will try to make it uh, again they will try to play the delhi versus tamil card that is the only card left in their armory they don't have any other thing because they can't showcase their achievement it's 20 months already not even uh, 20% of poll promises are fulfilled mm. so the only thing they will try to rack up some emotional issue that is the only plan they have hindi hindi will hindi, be an emotional hindi, issue the governor whatever they try to do madam huh. but tamil peoples are smart enough not to make the mistake that happened in 2019 because they believed in a false narrative this time it will not happen so you seeing no pushback i mean we are seeing it uh, on social media we are seeing it in conversations with uh, tamilians that we are having about the hindi pushback they are scared that uh, you know if if the bjp still has that image about being a hindi imperialist party you don't see that pushback at all when when you interact with people madam i don't see that pushback because for them the image of bjp is through the state leadership and our karyakarta hmm. if you go to tamil nadu out among 100 people if i ask how many people know hindi a state president i don't know hindi hmm. many of us don't know hindi we speak in english with broken hindi whatever we can manage we speak like a typical tamilian who don't know hindi with broken hindi whatever negotiation we do in the airport railway station we come out so they see it and second we are all sons of the soil we are properly grounded it is not that jana krishnamurthy ji many tamilians know now a hardcore tamilian was bjp national president hardcore tamilian was bjp national president one point of time now i believe madam there is no more this hindi thing will work because normally when modi ji speaks in a language hmm. for for dmk it is easy to say cc modi ji speaking in hindi modi ji speaking in hindi now they want modi ji, dmk wants modi ji to speak in tamil then they will say okay modi ji is for tamil nadu but what has happened people have understood this stupidity why should he speak in tamil if is doing for tamil till 2019 was like dmk's argument modi ji should speak in tamil to prove he is for tamil nadu as stupid an argument dmk kept now post this kashi tamil sangam the ground level hmm. spirit has completely changed they are like see this guy born in gujarat in delhi hmm. for no other state he has done something for tamil nadu is doing this kashi tamil sangam that is why they have taken the governance issue i know ma'am you are getting into governor by now they should have taken delhi versus tamil nadu they have, because of kashi tamil sangam it is governor versus stalin okay so i am going to come since you're going on mentioning the governor issue it's become such a thing uh, the bjp uh, let me first talk about just the governor's issue whether it is delhi whether it is telangana whether it is kerala whether it is uh, uh, bengal the governor versus an elected representative 
government, elected representative, which is the chief minister. It's become governor versus chief minister in many of these states. And uh, the the accusation against the BJP is that you're politicizing the role of the governor. So now let's come to Tamil Nadu, the recent fracas which happened. It was, it was embarrassing. It was awkward. It was terrible, which happened. Uh, but the, the lines have been drawn very strong now between the governor and the chief minister. So where do you see this uh, going for the party? I see a trend, madam. It is uh, initially, they used to take on Modiji. All of them have understood taking on Modiji. Nobody is going to win in India. All these leaders whom you have mentioned have understood. Very smartly they have understood. You can't take on Modiji. Now they have to have some ruse to take on. That ruse has become the governor. They have taken on governor now. And inf- indirectly they want to attribute. By taking on governor, I want to convey a message. Delhi is trying to remote control and do something in my state. We are losing our identity. We are losing our this thing. Uh, so let us not happen. This is the image that they want to build. In case of Tamil Nadu, madam, coming to Tamil Nadu. Tamil Nadu, among the many governors, different points of time we had, this governor is an outstanding professional, outstanding professional, person born in Bihar, served in Kerala. Kerala. Mm. Again, got back to IB in Nagaland, governor there, came back to Tamil Nadu. You will, you will not see a qualified person who has travelled across India, ma'am, northeast, south, Delhi, administrative capital. Domain expertise Domain in many expert. So yeah. his vision is generally very broad vision he has got. Whenever we talk to him, we see he has got a very broad vision for the state. Now DMK somehow, they want a very playable governor uh, where you give something, governor will sign. The whole thing started with NEET. NEET was the first rubbing point between the state and the governor. They said you have to sign. Governor said there is a problem. In the sense, Supreme Court has very clearly said this is a correct law. I can't go against the Supreme Court. Then they started, CM said, I will not participate in any function. I will not come for at-home reception. He did all this drama. Now it is with the President of India, Madam, the neat, uh, whatever resolution, assembly passed. Then every four four months they waited. They, uh, CM was saying that outstanding governor, very good for the state. These are the, these are the words he used in the, in the stage for four or five months. Then the second rubbing happened, Madam, when governor used a word called Tamil Nadu Tamilagam. That was a recent... Uh, fight. Governor in an informal setting to a set of audience, he said, I prefer to use Tamilagam. He never said nobody should not use Tamil Nadu. He said, I prefer to use Tamilagam. I suggest you also to consider. This is what he said. If you ask me as a person, as a person, Anamalai as a person, what do you use? I prefer to use both Tamil Nadu and Tamilagam because I've been using it for the last many years. So those who don't understand, can you please explain the difference between the two? Tamil Nadu. Nadu means generally a country. Uh, Nadu generally means country. India Nadu it's called. India Nadu means country. India Inha- literally would be inhabitants of an area. No, Nadu is... Uh, Nadu no, means country, country, madam, country. in the colloquial okay. term. Okay. But Tamil Nadu means it is basically the land of Tamils. If I can do a rough translation, a place, land of Tamils, people might carry an impression that this looks like a separate state. For an outsider to understand Tamil Nadu. Nadu means Tamil Separate people. country. Tamil mm-hmm. people, we call our status Tamil Nadu. Mm. We call our country as India Nadu. So Nadu means country. Tamilagam means a place of Tamils. So this was but technically nothing much. But what happened, DMK in the last 20 months, madam, couple of statements they made, I think which must have irritated the governor. One DMK MP made a statement. The conditions that existed in 1965 for demanding a separate state 
are existing even now. I am warning central government. This is one DMK MP. CM was sitting in the stage. Hmm. Then one DMK spokesperson he said, Tamil Nadu is always separate. It will be separate. Or DMK official spokesperson. So we have met governor. We have given memorandum to the governor saying, this MP should be disqualified because he is going against the oath of the Indian constitution. Different times. So DMK, the moment uh, the chief minister took power, he started using a word called Ondriyaras. Uh, again, Ondriyaras means how India was formed. The DMK believes Hindi, India was formed by the American way, where all states, states got, together. got together and formed a country. So he says Ondriyam. We are like, no, it is never Ondriyam. India is always a Madhyaras, meaning a central government, where state never fused together and formed a country. Country was there. 1956, we divided based on the, the, the boundaries were divided based on the language we speak. It is not that we fused together to become India. So this also has irritated governor when on record he has said that he doesn't prefer the word called Ondriyam. Ondriyam gives a feeling as if it's a sub subunit of something. It has to be Madhya. So there are some nuanced politics behind this Tamil Nadu, Tamilaka. So governor suggested, you please consider Tamilaham as a word. It was a suggestion, madam. He never imposed anything. He never said Tamil Nadu is wrong also. He said this is the connotation. Maharashtra, you have a word called Rashtra. Rajasthan, you have Than, Rajasthan. Telugu Desam, Desam you have. Everything gives some kind of a connotation. Tamil Nadu. But since DMK is not yet clear till now, the CM hasn't come on record and say, Tamil Nadu is part of India. We all are together. There is nothing called separation. Nothing called this. Nothing. TM, Chief Minister hasn't clarified till now for whatever his MPs have spoken. That's a different matter, madam. For me, Tamil Nadu and Tamilagam are same. I don't see any difference in it because I understand the I understand the spirit behind it. The governor's thing was more to the people who believe Tamil Nadu is separate. The second, third confrontation recent is the assembly one. When the governor was invited, he went there. Even before he, sp he started speaking, lot of media, especially from Delhi, is focusing on the governor's speech. But we have to understand what happened before the governor's yes. speech. When the governor was about to talk, except the DMK, all their alliance parties, they rushed to the well of the house. They spoke ill of governor in the well of the house. They said, you have to apologize for Tamil Nadu, Tamilakam. And you have, you have mentioned Tamilakam, which we don't agree. And the speaker allowed them to come close to the governor. If you look at the image, ma'am, the governor is with the mic. They are almost some one, two feet away from the governor. They were shouting. It was allowed for full four and a half minutes. Then speaker very reluctantly, the marshals were called. All the people are pushed out. The CM was sitting in the first row with hands folded, watching this in front of his eyes. All his alliance partners, Congress, did Gero, thrown out. Not thrown out. After four and a half minutes, they walked out. The VCK, DMK's alliance partner. Communist Party, DMK's alliance partner. Then the governor was allowed to start the speech. You have to understand that context, ma'am. It was very tense environment. The governor was made to feel unwelcome. If you look at the images of what happened, the moments before the governor spoke, the speaker sitting in his chair, not even condemning the member, standing up and saying, all of you keep quiet or get out. Because the governor's address, the rule is very clear, ma'am. Nobody can interpret. This is much different from the other days of the house where members interpret. In governor's address, it's very clear people can't interpret because immediately the punishment is much more severe by throwing you out, by suspending you for more time. 
In other times, interruption can be called as fundamental right to speech. But here it is not that. Then the governor started a speech. Governor gave a speech. Then the governor was waiting for the national anthem to play. Once the national anthem plays, the governor's speech is complete. The governor will walk out. They didn't put the national anthem. I don't know, purposefully. Then the CM suddenly stood up. He passed a resolution saying, whatever the government, governor has spoken today, it will not go into the assembly's record. First time in Tamil Nadu's history. Then immediately the governor walked off. Now DMK is setting two narratives in this. One, they say the governor insulted the national anthem. The governor never insulted the national anthem. They insulted the national anthem by not allowing the national anthem to play. And CM, he broke the complete decorum of the house by speaking something out of context in front of governor saying that whatever you have spoken will not go into records. Thirdly, they say the governor has added some lines to it and given his own speech. Never, madam. The governor, it is true, he, has he hasn't used certain words the DMK has given. But he did not add a single line of his own. Single line of his own. For example, which I completely believe what governor did is right. In one place they say what governor omitted. The Tamil fishermen who are arrested in Sri Lanka they got repatriated back only by the efforts of Tamil Nadu government. This is the line. The governor added one due to the efforts of Tamil Nadu government and central government. What is wrong in it? In case the governor hasn't added central government, the governor is doing a constitutional disservice, which means he is himself admitting the state government can take control of the external affairs relationship. It is central government which brought the fishermen back of course, Tamil Nadu chief minister would have written a letter to our external affairs minister. The governor, going by the constitution, added what is the constitutional's correct position. DMK is saying, no, 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 whatever we should have given, you should have read it. The next line. They have mentioned, Tamil Nadu as a state is a safe haven for peace. Just now we had an ISIS bomb blast. We had a police constable molested in a DMK function by DMK party functionary. Governor in his conscience, he said, is not going to read it. He never told it in the open. That is what we are given to understand because governor maintains a studied silence. He didn't read that one line. The next line, they say, no, you insulted Ambedkarji, you insulted Annaduraiji, you insulted them and all. Governor never insulted them. In that line, the Dravidian model of development was there. Hmm. But it was like a political line. They said, the vigor, the valor and the great march of Dravidian development model. Apparently, we are given to understand. Governor has said, Please remove these three adjectives, vigor, valor and march. I will read the other things because I can't speak like a political person. Mm. I will. He doesn't have a problem with reading Dravidian model of development, but the words before it, glorifying Tamil Nadu, glorifying the chief minister by adding adjectives to it, governor said, I'm not reading this line. Since the state government did not agree to that, government skipped that entire para. Not even one line governor added on his own, madam. Now, any sane political observer will say what governor did is right. If governor would have said only Tamil Nadu government brought back Sri Lankan fishermen, it is against the Indian constitution. It will be against many things. And very importantly, we are finally seeing a governor in Tamil Nadu with a lot of conscience. Every governor had conscience. I am not putting anybody down, madam. But he is having a lot of conscience. He is saying, okay, I am going with you. The council of ministers have got superior power. I am not questioning it. But be very reasonable. Tomorrow, DMK, in the next governor's address, I have thrown them a challenge. You will add one line saying, Tamil Nadu will separate from India very soon. 
and you want the governor to read because you are quoting the provision of the constitution saying governor has to read whatever the council of ministers have prepared that will be an absurd logic madam yeah the governor has to apply his mind see it is not it is in validity with the indian constitution and read it that is why the dmk in the back foot now after the governor's issue where people are angry with them they are trying to play this tamilagam tamil nadu only now so uh, you know you were talking about uh, writing certain things and all that but it became more than that it became more than the speech of the governor because then suddenly you have somebody from the party who turns around and says go to kashmir and you know then omar abdullah says what are you trying to say now omar abdullah is ideologically close to stalin as compared to with bjp he didn't like the idea that his state is being pushed as a haven for uh you know terrorism and send it send him like saying send to pakistan send to afghanistan send to kashmir so it's become very you know this cooperative federalism we keep talking about now it is like every unit every entity trying to insult the other by saying these kind of things very ugly uh madam the dmk uh, party chief uh, mk stalin ji our chief minister's son udayanidhi stalin during the assembly election in 2021 he made a statement modi ji because of his torture he killed arun jetli ji and sushma swaraj ji it's a statement given by udayanidhi stalin we have given a complaint to the election commission and everything we have given a complaint if i recall the dmk top leader speaking like this i should not say this in the podcast when indira gandhi madam post emergency when she came to tamil nadu she was stone pelted in madurai she got uh, cut yes cut and blood kalinger karnanadi was asked madam indira gandhi got a blood what do you think i should not say this karnanadi on record said for a woman blood is coming what is new in that it happens all the time dmk as a party it has got a rowdy image in tamil nadu for a A, a woman will never vote for DMK. Always Jayalalitha Modi ji. Now, the kind of utterances they do is like you cannot even hear. Modi ji's mother gets insulted like anything every time Modi ji goes and meets her mother. Immediately the DMK ITVing and somebody will tweet photo opportunity. He went for photo op. All crap they will write, madam. So nothing new in the political discourse of it is. Maybe for maybe for the first time. Uh, many delhi media spit up but many a time this news gets very localized it doesn't come out of tamil nadu people always say are yaar they are like that only just sodo do let us go to the next work but in the same speech what you have seen madam not only that fellow abused the governor he abused my mother it's the same speech the same speaker after abusing the governor he said how did annamalai's mother gave birth to annamalai something he said but i am also used to their attack last year two months two years i am seeing their kind of attack it's a it's a 40 minute speech if you take that speech per se that dmk person minimum 20 fir's you can put who was sitting with them two mlas the state health minister was sitting in the stage listening to the full 40 minutes they walked out then we thought the only way we can put pressure on the tamil nadu police is we have to put a subtitle to that speech and sent take it across india the subtitle was put by our team our bjp it wing we took that speech put the subtitle send it to all of you in delhi to all the editors we said look this is happening in tamil nadu the police in 48 hours it's not registering an fir 
that once it became a big issue it became a national issue then people understood the context of kashmir and what it, that is why if you see my twitter feeds ma'am often i put a subtitle and post it the only reason i want the news to go beyond tamil nadu for people to understand what is happening hmm. the punishment till now till today is suspension from a party for some time no fir if i go one step below uh, behind it one week back madam kanimoli was addressing a meeting in chennai the women police have to go, have come to give security to her dmk meeting one fellow molested a women police constable then we said we said look we have a video we are going to release that video you better book an fir and take this fellows out we know their name also i called for a press conference i said chief minister you do it there are two things one she is a woman second she is a police woman third she is there for your party function fourth the chief guest of the party function is your own sister you do it then 24 hours no fir 48 hours we said two days we are going for a dharna after 48 hours they booked an fir after two days they picked that guy took him to the police station called the tuman constable asked her to withdraw the complaint that is the drama then bjp workers went and garroted the police station the late night arrest happened at 3:30 i am just giving you an inkling inkling like this because madam when dmk knows it is in the last leg it is not fighting in its ideology kalinger karunanidhi fought on an ideology i'll give it to him right or wrong that's a point of debate madam we can sit across the table and sure. two leaders can fight with ideology anna durai fought with ideology 1961 62 he said tamil nadu is going to be a separate country right or wrong he mentioned it moment we brought a constitutional amendment we said any political party talking of secession the political party would be banned immediately annadurai in parliament said okay we are not going to speak about secession but we agree to be part of the indian country but the conditions still exist we will fight for our rights right or wrong madam with those people you can sit across the table and talk hmm. because we have ideological differing your conversations can happen but current dmk dispensation without the intellectual brain of a kalingar or annadurai or somebody it has become more like a macro party hmm. where the first thing is abuse filthy language and the poor governor who, has, who wants to serve our state first time is hearing all this when governor along with this madam visited a temple in tamil nadu he was not wearing a shirt because the tamil nadu dangavastram the culture is there in temple immediately the dmk itv took that picture and put a troll then our itv had to call their itv fellows and said look if it is not stopped it is going to get personal because we are not governor's pro we are dm bjp party as citizens of the state he is our governor personal vilification personal attack the poor governor he maintains a studied silence at least we we speak but governor clearly believes his job is not to speak he does his work he travels across tamil nadu he speaks he doesn't come to media doesn't talk why he does what he does and everything but somehow dmk thinks the governor not speaking means they can speak whatever they want that is the most unfortunate part so this these uh, attacks on your mother on your personal attacks does that hurt you do you feel at any point of time that you didn't sign up for this when you got into politics my mother uh, let me be very frank with you madam my mother uh, they they live in a village madam uh, we are a farming family my father and mother take care of the farm we have sheep and uh, cows there and they they have to be there for daily feeding and everything now since uh, the character assassination and personal attack on me has gone overboard i told my mother not to stay alone 
Mom, she is staying in my sister's house, which is about 20 kilometers away in a city. I said, take care of mom because I don't want her to get mentally upset. Because we are used to this in politics, they keep all kinds of things. Because my mother, when something she reads, she is not even in a position. My father studied till tenth, my mother studied till sixth class. They are proper villagers. My mother, anything story that comes about me, she is not in a position to differentiate whether it is a true news, true news or false news. My mother, I put her in my sister's place, saying, "Please take care of her. Don't allow her to be alone." So these are all big losses for me, uh, in the sense that personal space is gone, privacy is gone. Just a few days back, when the central government gave me a Z category security, uh, which is un 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 unheard of in Indian politics, where a state president of a party in getting at a thirty-seven year old, who is not even a panchayat member, who is not even an elected person anywhere, given a Z category security, that is the level to which Tamil Nadu politics have come. I have taken a call. I have come into this fight. And I have, ideologically, it is now or never. That is my mindset. Ten years of Modi ji. If we can't do it now, we can never do it. This is my mindset. Ten years of Modi ji. If you are not able to bring BJP in Tamil Nadu, how will we bring? Because I personally believe there is no more leader who is going to come into India with Modi ji's charisma. It is like one generation avatar purushai comes. This I am not saying as a kari karta. I am saying as an Indian citizen. He motivated me to resign my job and come. He, in the sense, I never spoke to him. He as a person, I said, my state also needs cleansing. If this guy is there when you can't do it, which time you will do? I came, I resigned something, I came and I'm doing something. But the losses are huge in the sense: character assassination, vilification. They pull my parents, pull my father, and everything. But I have to understand, madam. It is more like a Bhagavad Gita here. I keep telling, it is always on the process. Just keep doing that process without expecting the result. what i am doing the results might come 5 years later 10 years later for somebody for the party leaders at that point of time i'm okay with it but here i am very clear let me keep doing this as a party take leaders along with me not focusing too much on the result because you focus on the result my mind is gone because this is a state though i am very positive and very optimistic with respect to what has happened but you are taking on very powerful forces media money uh they they know very shrewd politics like what you correctly said any point of time they can switch on emotion switch off emotion they can play the cards very well because they used to it for the last 60 70 years i am like first time politician first generation politician two years into politics every day is learning every day is fighting so it's very tough it is not very easy but good thing is when you have leaders like modi ji amit shah ji nadda ji at delhi who clearly understand what is tamil nadu because it's it, it's important people sitting in delhi should understand madam our top leaders should understand 100% backing they are giving if it is not happening then you will not even survive in tamil nadu politics they'll just push you away and go hmm. anumala ji you spoke about resignation and how you got into you know like you decided to resign uh, from your job so i'm going to take you back uh, into your past but before that you know when you're talking about getting into politics and all i've heard about so many reasons why people get into politics you know so i would want to know why you got into politics but before that you are an engineer then you do mba then you join uh the police service after upsc you join police service and then you go to my uh, home district karkala and then you know so now my question is why karkala you left <laughs> because i remember at that time you know uh, my relatives saying oh we have a singam in uh, in karnataka now and you leave all that and join politics i believe even the chief minister then told you that don't do it or reconsider it so what is it 
It's a long story, ma'am, but uh, I will tell you, madam, since you asked this question. Um, in civil service, when you get into government service, madam, uh, in the Indian civil service, it's purely by fate you get a state. Mm. I don't have any connection to Karnataka. Just by choice, I got Karnataka. Tamil Nadu, there was no vacancy for me. Tamil Nadu was option number one. Karnataka was option number two. I went to Karnataka. I don't even know one line, one word of Karnataka or Kannada. Randomly, in Karkala, there was this Naxal activity happening at that point of time. They wanted some young SP. So there were six of us. Randomly, they said, you go here, you go here. I went to Karkala because the Western got very beautiful. And I think the greatest blessing for me, madam, the greatest blessing for me in my life, I would say, is getting into Karkala, especially Udupi district for me, first tenure and policing. What a great people. The quality of people, God-fearing people, people who believe in Panjabhutas, people who, who live a life very quietly. Karkala is a small, little, sleepy town, you, the place you are born. Very highly cultured. So those things made me as a person. I, I was able to take my time first one year eight months in car class ASP I wanted to get transferred maybe the first time in Karnataka's history they wanted to retain an ASP in the same district as SP then I got posted as the same district as SP as promotion again Karkla was in my jurisdiction that went on for two and a half years meaning for more than four and a half years I was in Karkla and UDP as a public servant madam then slowly I was more on the coastal side I was in Chikmangalore uh, uh, because I somehow like coastal Karnataka. The people are very different, very, I don't know, very God-fearing. Somehow I am also a very spiritual guy. For them, spirituality is part of their daily life. You Correct. see this Bhuta Kola, you see this. You, now Kantara has made it made to it. a global stage now, madam. Correct, yes. But people who lived there will know how it is yes. intrinsic part of their lives. People believe yes. in that spirit. Then it happened to Bangalore. But somehow Bangalore, I felt I was. it was very suffocating for me as a person. Um I felt it was more becoming protocol day by day where uh, you meet VIPs. Uh, Karkla was, you meet poor people. Somebody come to your office, they say, Anna, this land issue is a problem. Come and sort it out. Anna, this issue is a problem. You felt you are one among them. Udupi was like that. Chikmangalore was like that. But Bangalore was more, I felt anybody can do this. Anybody can do this protocol. Why me? And I am not seeing the value of my work getting translated in the ground. Hmm. I am more in the air. And that was slowly, slowly churning in my head. But I never had the courage to resign. I never, I never, I'm a middle class boy. That monthly salary has to come for me to make that monthly budget. If I quit it, what will happen? Luckily, I got a trip to Kailash Mansour over that point of time. So it was a long trip. Government of India, I was a licensed officer for one of the Yatri batches. So away from cell phone for 40, 50 days, up in the Himalayas. So that gave me a very crystal, crystal clear clarity that I have to do something in the grassroots by which some difference can be made. I can see visibly that somebody's life is getting changed by my work there. So Annamalai goes to Kailash Mansarovar. I think everybody can get the metaphor, those who understand it. Anyway, go on. So came back, madam. I prepared my family, prepared my father, prepared my mother, prepared my wife. Because we had a very young kid, three and a half, four years old. So I prepared everybody. It took about three, four months. I said, look... I don't know what I'm going to do, but we'll figure out the plan. You got support? Middle class families, they'll uh, say, I didn't get... Next month, wife is like <laughs> Wife is like, you do it. Okay. If it gives you happiness, you do it. I don't want you to be an unhappy policeman. She's a non-politico. Non-politico. She's a software person. Huh. Father and mother is like, don't do it. Why are you risking? Uh, father is like, what will you do after this? I said, I don't know. Let me be very frank with you. I don't know what I want. This is what I told my father. 
Is it take one to three years, take five years, ten years? You work, maybe you quit at forty-five, fifty, you come out. Then normally, when you quit, madam, uh, I I happen to meet uh, somebody from the BJP party also, uh, uh, again by chance, again by luck, who introduced me to this party in a very deeper level. As a policeman, you see the party from the outside. It is not that you go very deeper into it. And invariably, ten politicians you see, five six are always bad, madam. Hmm. When they come into the office. You see that they are other side of life also as a cop. So for me, all politicians I somehow felt are the shady characters doing deals and everything. I never had this good impression of a typical cop. In my book also I mentioned this, madam. Then I thought the introduction to the party, the orientation was very different to what I have seen this. I wanted to start an NGO, politics, what to do, which gives more impact, which will maximize what I want to do. Hmm. Took about six months off, eight months off. Started an NGO called We the Leaders Foundation, more into skilling, organic farming. Ran it for three, four months. By the time after I quit, it became one year. The influence of these people was very strong on me that I should come consider politics as an option because they can accelerate what I am doing in an NGO much faster. That to BJP, that to BJP Tamil Nadu because every because those people need it. Hmm. Though the We the Leaders Foundation was in Tamil Nadu. Focusing on three, four districts, which I felt we have to we have to make a change. So I would say many a time it is like it's a purpose, it's a calling, madam. A lot of people ask me. I say, let me be very honest. I will not tell you lies. As if I planned, as if I approached some party, as if I sat with them, as if I resigned, as if I came. I said it'll never work like that in life. It'll never work with that. When there is a purpose, the purpose will always meet its master. When you have a purpose to do good, to make some change to people, there will be a master of the universe somewhere. Both will connect. That is how I give advice to people. So keep your purpose intact. If you want to get into politics, I ask them why. Answer why. If it is power, I say don't come. You And might not you, get power through your life. So for you, it is to transform people's lives or get Modi ji elected, um, or both together. For me, again, I see, madam, if if anomaly is some MLA somewhere. More important than that is Modi ji because with him it's hundred times more faster the change will happen. So right now the goal is to get Modi ji elected again because you want to see this transformational again effect going much faster. Not because you can be that one MLA somewhere or one NGO somewhere. You can do that one place somewhere inside. Hmm. But coming into politics, my mind has become much more broader now. It is like you think you can do hundred times more than the other guy. Modi ji can do thousand times more than who we are, so the larger impression is to get Modi elected now again and again. So you were talking about you know going to the grassroots level, getting talent and getting at the booth level and all. So is this padyatra which you are planning from April one of those uh, one of the, the one of that uh, the goals for one of that is that this is the main goal, madam, because okay. uh, it, we are planning to start a year before the election. Uh, those times we we believe fresh talent will come in, and those. Will com comfortably give one year to the party because when Modi ji came in 2014, we found a lot of professionals came that point of time. They all came new into politics. We want to generate the same spirit in Tamil Nadu. We are saying give one year. You don't like politics? It's okay. Give one year to Modi ji. Hmm. You, you are from US. You want to take a break? Come for six months to Tamil Nadu. You are you are working in a corporate role in Chennai, but not afraid to come into politics. Afraid to come into politics? Come six months. So I believe this padyatra would be a catalyst. to kind of recharge politics at the local level 
which is completely away from the traditional Tamil Nadu political mold. You need money. You need to pay two thousand rupees for each vote. You got you got to have star power. We believe we can we can break it by this padyatra. But then um, everybody is going to say you're copying Rahul Gandhi. <laughs> Rahul Gandhi's thing. What has happened now? It has become, madam. You put a shoe and a T-shirt and a jeans pant. You walk. People call that as padyatra. I think padyatra is not that, madam. Uh, yatra is not that. I fundamentally believe it is more. going meeting people with a larger purpose rahul gandhi ji after walking this many kilometers on one of the interview i saw i have traveled so much across india i haven't seen hate last one of interview i haven't seen delhi sir i haven't seen hate mm-hmm. then why did you start the padyatra in tamil nadu when rahul gandhi ji started we said there is no hate why do you want to waste your time instead you want to call us a walking competition you do it we don't have a problem after 3200 kilometer we says no hate But Padayatra should have a larger purpose, madam. It is not you are angry with Modi ji; you want to do it. You are angry with this; you want to do it. Congress party is weak; you want to do it. No, it is have a larger purpose. Here, you want to redefine Tamil Nadu politics itself. He is. Uh, he says it is uh, uh, in in the midst of hate. It is pyar ki dukan. He is opening up uh, places where love can be distributed through his Padayatra. What are you trying to distribute in your Padayatra? it is to properly connect modi ji uh, uh number 1 madam to all the rural audience second to strengthen the grassroots and third to find enough number of volunteers professionals who will give one year to 2024 because 2024 is going to be a very important election like like what you said initially 2024 happens 2026 will happen so i see both are in a long journey both are milestones madam uh, anamala ji you um, you know uh, you were talking about uh, your privacy going in a way because now you have the security uh, which the government has given you um what for those who don't know why it happened could you just tell us that what statements of yours uh, it was it was about um, it was about islamic terror and it was pfi and those kind of comments that no, like I, to... i i really don't know madam but being a ex cop people target you for a n number of reasons i don't know why it is uh, why security agencies have picked up some alert some threat what is the intelligence input nobody shares with sure. you and uh, in india we are emerging as a nation as a nation we are emerging and uh, we are we are many of us when we put ideology first and talk very vociferously you 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 tend to get into wrong people's mind i it, mm-hmm. it is always happens that on a state like tamil nadu we have lost a sitting general secretary of the party who was hacked to death outside his home by islamic fundamentalist till now we have lost more than 100 karyakartas bjp as a party at different points of time vellur kanyakumari coimbatore all murdered and killed and anything especially because they put ideology first for what they are doing so from the outside perspective for people who say tamil nadu is a very safe state uh, tamil nadu you don't see this law and order problems and others tamil nadu is a state where terror exist modules are very strong isis has got a very good presence you have seen in coimbatore now even before that a wannabe truck bomber was picked up in salem he has already purchased a truck he wanted to run it in a vinayaka chaturthi procession he was just picked up after he purchased the truck so no more tamil nadu is that state where everything is peaceful everything is great tamil nadu has become very ideological state also especially in the last many many years tamil desiam people want us uh, we have parties in tamil nadu advocate a separate status of now they contest in elections also mm-hmm. we have parties like dmk who are like here and there then we have parties like bjp which are like strong nationalist so tamil nadu has got all kinds of political characters unlike karnataka existing in one state in each mm-hmm. alliance shifting from here to there 
So it's a very complex state. In fact, when the Sri Lankan Easter bombing happened, also people say the 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 help and the planning went from Tamil Nadu. That is why NIA picked up a lot of people from Coimbatore at that point of time. I really don't know, madam. Hmm. But having said it, as a ex-cop, when somebody tells me this is an issue and this is a serious issue, my job is to listen to them and maintain that precaution. So, also. what is your view on PFI? Should it be banned? Shouldn't it be banned? Uh, is there scope for uh, strong uh, ideological uh, parties to exist? And PFA has been very consistent in the way it has been behaving after, over many years. Hmm. In fact, I was of the opinion, since we are very close to Kerala, I keep seeing what is happening in Kerala day in and day out. It is like a free-for-all. They just come every month, they hack one BJP Karikartha, an RSS Karikartha, just hack him in a broad daylight, throw him away and walk out. It is like, you just cannot see this in a civilized society. So the ban on PF is 100% right. Because they have gone beyond the contours of what they were supposed to do as a social organization. They're spreading hatred, money laundering, killing. And Tamil Nadu also, PFI had a huge presence at different points of time. And that too, in a country like India, when 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 MHA with, with a lot of agencies input, when they do a very meticulous uh, study of what has happened, it's a, it is a very well-ordered ban also. Hmm. But I believe banning PFI is also a warning for other elements who can take India for granted. India was previously a soft state. Before 2014, India was not a very hard state like this. Hard state in the sense we protect our borders, we protect the sovereignty of our country. 2014, soft state. Pakistan came in, ISI hit Mumbai 2009, they walked out. We never reacted anything much. It was always seen as a soft state in the world's eyes. PFI somehow got used to that, that India is always a soft state. Now India is a very hard state in terms of our thinking and behavior. So this new thing has changed. There are still many organizations in India like many PFIs here and there. They also have to understand. They have to mend their ways and come into the constitutional ways of functioning. Another regional issue which I want to talk, I mean, of course, Islamic fundamentalism is not a regional issue, but we were talking specifically in terms of Tamil Nadu. Uh, now that, you know, another issue is the Setu Samudram uh, project. Can you tell me what is your objection to this? Uh, so that, you know, those who will want me to specifically ask you about uh, some of these I'll projects. I'll take a little bit time to explain, madam. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, the For people, many of, many of, many, many people from across India who haven't visited Rameshwaram, uh, who hasn't seen Ramanathapuram, uh, Rameshwaram is, is, is not exactly the tip of Tamil Nadu. It is closer to Sri Lanka where we have the Lord Ramanatha Swami temple. And uh, in Ramayana, we all know the story where uh, Lord Ram uh, was, uh, along with Sita Ma, Mata, when they were flying, they wanted a lingam for worship. So, since they couldn't find any lingam, they sent uh, Hanumanji to go and find a lingam and bring. Hanumanji came all the way to Kashi Vishwanath temple to find a lingam. By the time the lingam came, Sita Mata made a lingam out of sand and made Lord Ram to pray. And we see in Kashi, the lingam that has come, we see the sand lingam, both present inside the Lord Ramanatha Swami temple now. This is the history. From there to go to Sri Lanka, what in English they call the Adam's Bridge. In Tamil, we call the Ramar Palam, meaning Ramar's Bridge. In English, we call Ramasetu. In Hindi, we say Ramasetu. It's a 58 kilometer landmass bridge which connects India and Sri Lanka. From the satellite image, we all have seen it. Now, when the UPA was in power, DMK was very clear. They wanted to bring a Sedu Samutram project by which ships 
if they have to come to tutukudi they have to come to india cross sri lanka come above sri lanka and come to tutukudi they wanted to bring a structure where the ships will come in india between india and sri lanka it will enter go over ramasethu and go to tutukudi another port they say this is important because we save lot of money the cargo traffic will start coming towards india they will not move over on sri lanka this is the whole idea madam they have also made an alignment call alignment 4a alignment 4a they have given a drawing that it will come alignment 4a exactly breaks ramasethu by creating that sethu samudram project in 2018 march the central government gave an affidavit in supreme court our bjp government where we said we have an objection to the previous congress government's 4a alignment in which ramasethu was destroyed but the central government is considering other alignment as of now where ramasethu shouldn't be even touched this is because the, their objection is that there is no ramasethu isn't it uh oh, dmk's objection yeah dmk and upa dmk congress their objection continuously is this is a figment of imagination hmm. there's nothing like that but bjp central government's view is ramasethu we will not touch it but at the same time we are not against the sethu samutram project per se we will find some other alignment uh, this thing 2021 january the honorable prime minister narendra modi ji has put a committee to study the ramasethu scientifically and give a report in 3 years the committee is functioning as of now parliament recently when jitendra singh ji was giving an answer to a question he mentioned very direct to a question that was asked whether the existence of ramasethu connected to ramayana is confirmed jitendra singh ji very clearly mentioned that structures do exist since it is 18000 years before the government as of now the committee and everything is studying as of now ramasethu bridge is not confirmed but structures do exist and of course the committee is functioning we will get a report what tamil nadu government did in the assembly is they picked up one line of jitendra singh ji they said since the central government themselves say ramasethu did not exist so we are bringing this project and the assembly our members who are there they said look we don't have a problem with that project which is central government's view point also but don't do alignment 4a so bjp stand is no alignment 4a by which ramasethu bridge will get damaged do some other thing now what is it what is the thing behind it now i'll also say that part this project 4a it's a stupid project i am i'm using the word called stupid because jayalalitha madam used it in 2014 she used the same words she said when you say big ships can move in this this is a very peculiar area madam if you look at the the sea between sri lanka and tamil nadu it's a shallow area unlike other parts of india you don't it's a very shallow you see coral reef you, we have the ramasethu in mantapam area you have the sea water this height you see the land below for kilometers inside every time a ship has to come after the ship going the sand will come inside and close that route a continuous dredging operation has to be done in the inside that for the uh, ships to pass ships to pass jalalitha madam said look huge ships cannot come because the dredging operation has to be continuous the project will fail she says even 20000 ton ships which tamil nadu government owns called the pumbuhar shipping corporation even they can't come it will benefit only two people because tr baloji you own a shipping company she mentioned the name your ships can't come she mentioned kanimulli avargal name she said you own this uh, westgate logistics you are a shareholder you have ships 
so your ships will come not no tamil fisherman is going to benefit so she dared and challenged both the tr biology and kanimuli madam she said you put it on record you don't have any ownership in the shipping company invariably kanimuli madam is the thoothukodi mp now her constituency also comes along the coastline and tr biology is a chennai mp till now they are yet to answer whether they have a shipping company in their name this is number 1 madam two the recent study says when the tsunami came lot of damage happened the coastline between india and sri lanka did not get damaged because the shallow waters absorbed all the energy it the not coral reefs also coral reefs madam hmm. so technically it protects us from tsunami because the indonesia plate is always very fragile so it will protect third madam is rk pachuri ji's committee report he said economically this project is unviable the planning commission which was then in 2000 hmm. before 2014 said hmm. for a 25000 crore project the 25000 project that point of time he said it can only be functional if it has got a 12% internal rate of return this project doesn't even get 4% there is no cost saving there is no fuel saving no but because the dredging money offsets the fuel the fuel uh, saving that you will do by skipping sri lanka and coming inside so overall whatever sethu samutram project we have discussed till now fails in multiple counts for mk stalin ji and for tamil makkal if you want a new sethu samutram project we have to completely work out of the box sit with central government do a some other alignment which might favor us the current project will never be a starter viable now. okay now i cannot uh, conclude uh, on tamil nadu politics without discussing the caste issue because that is also al- always you know uppermost in people's minds when they start talking about how to give seats how to give how to give tickets how what is the alignment in tamil nadu the bjp now uh, seems to be fractured in many ways you are accused of being anti brahmin anti upper caste how do you handle that now it is very funny madam for the first time uh, dmk is talking very positively about brahmins of our state for the very first time uh, they say that look 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 at anamalai this bmk's official uh, mlas and mps look at anamalai this guy is making sure no brahmins want to exist within bjp party so anamalai should be kicked out this is dmk saying that anamalai is anti brahmin mm. the only thing they say because somebody resigned from the party somebody gets suspended from the party if you take if you take what i have taken some decisions disciplinary decisions a state party president they don't talk about any other caste of course we have suspended n number of people of different communities i don't even know who what community they are but they pick up one or two brahmin community people getting suspended from the party for some disciplinary reason they pick up them and say look this fellow is anti brahmin this is number one and which is very interesting to see because how dmk itself is clueless with respect to accusing me they should have some basis to accuse me accusing me of brahmin bias by dmk is the most idiotic argument in tamil nadu's history after independence in 1947 second madam we of course we can't believe in caste we don't believe in caste and but Tamil it's Nadu. not just the dmk anomaly i'm sorry for interrupting even the lady that you suspended she also said no that you have a caste bias they have to say when they are inside the party madam anybody who whom you suspend you take a disciplinary action when they go out they give you all kinds of reasons to accuse you of n number of things somebody within the party coming out and say i'm within the party i'm an office hero this fellow is doing this that's a different argument having said it madam one thing we have to understand i believe in the word called brahman the quality of a brahman is educated 
virtuous righteous a person who understands the scriptures who lives a very dignified and good life that is the only caste i believe the caste of brahman which is close to lord shiva mm. otherwise i am a caste neutral person for the simple fact born in a village taken me out taken me across india put me in a government service coming here it will be stupid of me to believe in caste because many places we have broken caste many places we have seen great number of tamil brahmins especially in tamil nadu almost like jews the tamil brahmins of tamil nadu they are literally jews in the sense 1971 75 77 a tamil brahmin says i am a tamil brahmin in tanjavur take it from me the dmk will do something to you madam they come and deface your house they'll put some chapel uh, they will bring lord, lord lord rama outside your uh, agraharam put a chapel uh, garland to lord rama in salem they have done it they have done it in tanjavur they will do most idiotic of things to chase them away that is why some of the greatest talent of tamil nadu is outside Fled tamil nadu tamil nadu yes some of the greatest talent is in us it's in delhi it is outside i think biggest disservice to them just like jews because B- dmk as a party it is founded on the anti brahmin philosophy 1919 when the backward classes movement got formed by which justice party came which is a forerunner to revidian kalagam which is a forerunner to dmk dmk had many fathers before dmk came madam it had a dk it had a it had a it had a justice party before that was a backward classes movement in 1917 the history always every time is anti brahmin hmm. now first time they want to do this in tamil nadu politics dmk speaking is like appa <laughs> whatever accusation they have done after 1 or 3 years a small boy from uh, a small village in tamil nadu in my in my in my second year in politics i have made dmk to speak brahmins Pro, are good okay all right you talked about virtuous virtuosity in politics and in character building and all but whenever you know people sitting in outside tamil nadu think of tamil nadu politics there's a lot of sleaze also involved sex tapes all this thing comes out and even in the bjp now you know these things are coming out tapes are coming out how are you going to keep discipline in your party oh, <laughs> i keep telling this young people madam where politics is discipline first and more important than that is a sense of maturity we can't behave like some uh, students inside a classroom where i abuse you you abuse me you record somebody's audio and then you release that audio in the public space and say that you abused and then you claim that you are from this caste you are from this one it only shows bjp is growing uh, i'll come to that ma'am how to discipline them it only shows people are fighting for some position some someone is unhappy with some position somebody wants to be a district president uh somebody doesn't want outsiders to come and take that thing that is a churning up that is happening without this churning we can't go hmm. at the same time people also have to do madam in the process they can't damage a party party is bigger than any individual any point of time you have a fight between two different party you release it in tamil nadu unfortunately what has become madam everything has become anomaly when some fellows fight i don't even know who they are i don't even know what they spoke i don't even know which tape went out till some media fellow calls me and say anna some tape both fellows have abused each other what is your comment i'm like what comment then they say it is all anomaly this is all anomaly this is all anomaly who did it this is anomaly sitting full time 
monitoring everybody by running some surveillance operation to see who is talking and who is not talking this is dmkcs dmkcs anomaly is running a surveillance operation in tamil nadu like anomaly knows what everybody is doing well, anomaly watch also has come now tell me the this, story of the watch <laughs> this watch has got a big story madam now dmk accuses is it the same watch same watch yes same i watch? have only one watch i am wearing this watch okay in the last many many months Uh-huh. Now DMK accuses this watch has got some surveillance, <laughs> and I record all videos, photos with whomever I am traveling. It's Rafal watch. What Rafael do you expect? <laughs> I can't record anything, madam. It's a plain watch. Huh. So everything comes to this watch. Hmm. Now this watch is something which I wanted to wear because I believe uh, something that represents me as a nationalist. I always keep doing that. I always keep doing that in the ways what I am comfortable. Hmm. This watch is something which I wanted to wear. it's a rafael the beauty of this watch is it's like a, the watch is of the rafael cockpit so what the pilot sees it is designed like that you see a rafael plane here uh, it is uh, only 500 watches they have made uh, when rafael plane uh, came out by dassault aviation so this watch is one i'm wearing hmm. uh, nothing great in it. it just it shows the time and date and everything hmm. since i can't uh, be a pilot i'm wearing it out of passion hmm. everybody will have some passion hmm. for me this passion is this They are you're like if you're not a pilot. You're not a pilot. No. But if a pilot, the... I'll be driving Rafael. Allah, man, I'm at least wearing a watch. <laughs> what is the fascination with Rafael? Not with Rafael, a fighter jet. Fighter jet. Uh, probably an Indian identity fighter jet. The 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 day India manufactures our own fighter jet, Tejas is just taking off. The the day we have a cutting a cutting edge, maybe a fourth fifth generation fighter jet. Probably I will start wearing that. But it's the it's the thing that you're a you know a small town boy now buying an expensive watch. So where are you, small town? You're I'm buying expensive watch. Is it those watches in crore? Of course, this watch is 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 a couple of lakh watch, hmm. which I can always buy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm and asking. The, and the DMK, no, no, yeah. no. The DMK's image of uh, of me is that Anamali has got two sheep, and uh, uh, sitting inside some village and rearing a sheep. That's how I started. But as an IPS career, I earned money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I run a farming business now. This are some things I, I can afford a car, I can afford a shoe, I can afford a cloth or something. I can afford it, which is within my means. And their logic extension that you can't buy a watch also means that you have to buy a four hundred. I don't I don't have a problem with anybody wearing anything. This shoe is a six hundred rupee chappal. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable. I'm wearing this chappal now. Uh, probably I'm wearing some shirt and pant. It doesn't necessarily have to wear a one lakh rupee shoe mm. because it's not needed for him. Six hundred rupee shoe is comfortable, but watch. This is something that represents who am I as a person. So I am wearing it. But all DMK has to understand, I am the probably the first person person in India. A party in power is asking a common man show the bill, which mm. of course I am showing April the day I start my padayatra. I am like, hey Baba, till now what it is? Mm. Commoner has asked a powerful person government money. You are an MLA. Show bill. How did you get a house? Disproportionate income. I haven't taken a single penny after coming to politics in Tamil Nadu. Now you want me to show this bill. Now this is very funny. That is what Tamil Nadu politics have come down to me. But but having said it, it has become a good occasion for me because corruption till now when I, when I talk about political corruption, nobody half the people don't listen. They are like Tamil Nadu. This is par for the course. What is new? You are talking. People have spoken about corruption previously. Also, we have accepted corruption. You talk about other things. That is Tamil Nadu politics till now. After this Rafael watch, when I mention I am going to release your corruption, 
on April second week, third week when I start this Padayatra, you will answer to me. Now corruption has become an issue suddenly after many years. They're like, what Anamle will release? Uh, Anamle is releasing against which minister? A ministers will come and press meet and say, uh, I don't have anything. But if Anamle is releasing, I will answer. Okay, so you like ruffling feathers. I've seen your press conferences also. You don't hesitate in doing this one-on-one combat with some journalists also, isn't it? Only with agenda journalists, I have a problem, madam, because they are, they belong to a particular party. Hmm. They can't put party's ideology in a press meet. They say there is okay with asking a question, hmm. okay with we having an agreement or a disagreement, having a discussion, but continuous party line. Press people will defend Ondri Aras's right to me. They don't understand. It is my comment. It is the view of the party. The press people initially in Tamil Nadu, the fights that you have seen, they will defend Ondri Aras's right. I'm like, you have a you have a stand. It's fine. Your media can always have a stand. But this press conference is me giving you my stand and the party stand. You should listen. You can't debate and argue with me that your stand is powerful than my stand. So this is where many disagreements come because they come from a particular television channel which is owned by a political party. You know, one more thing I want to talk to you about. I'm I can't let you go before that is about women's issue. You know, you spoke about how uh, Karunanidhi had said something about Indira Gandhi, and you know, many times, and about uh, uh, you know this uh, lady who was uh, dismissed from your party, who said that there is no scope for women in the party. You had recently said about a certain law and order situation. You said. Give me seven days and I can uh, solve this crime if given a chance. It regarded a woman, uh, you know, a crime against a woman. You said this. What is, in your view, uh, you know, and the other thing which I want to say is that, you know, uh, in many states it's been proven that women vote uh, for uh, for the BJP because they are the real labharthis. They are the people who have got benefit by many schemes, pro-women schemes of the BJP, you know. Ujwala scheme and many others. So now tell me the where do women feature in the BJP's Tamil Nadu unit when you make policies, schemes, programs, your politics, personal politics also, and BJP's politics. Where are women in that uh, in the scheme of things for you? If we ask any Tamil woman, madam, after the demise of Madam Jayalalitha, it is Narendra Modi ji who is comfortably filling that vacuum. Where women see up to a leader, I think women don't accept everybody as a leader, madam. For them, it is all they have to have certain values which they see in their husband, in their father, in their household. Women are very sensitive. They see those qualities in the prime minister: that integrity, truthness, taking care of them, uh, as a person who will protect them. They see all these qualities. Then Modi ji occupies that space. Jayalalitha occupied that space for a long, long time in Tamil Nadu politics. For her, the biggest voters were women voters. She will sweep women voting. So nobody could touch her for a long time. Mainly, only when women deserted her, like when videos were shown about Madam Sari or Chappell or something, two three elections they deserted. Otherwise, they flocked towards her. So now Tamil Nadu BJP has got a responsibility more than ever hmm. that the impression that women are coming towards our BJP and Modi ji, we have to translate that into votes. That is our duty. Having said it, Madam, enough number of women are coming into the party. Enough number of women are coming into the party. Uh, for the first time in Tamil Nadu BJP's history, hmm. we have two women district presidents. Normally, you don't see women district presidents in the field because they have to fight. District presidents are the people they fight many times. It's a fist fight. You and DMK fist fight. You and police fist fight. 
uh, I've given chance to two women district president in BJP history and Tamil Nadu. You are president. Many people opposed me. Like, look, you, look, you are putting women in danger. Uh, they, in a crowd, they do all sorts of things. So traditionally, Tamil Nadu. Uh, right now, ADMK all district presidents are male. DMK all district presidents are male. Always male. It's a history in Tamil Nadu where I've, I've made two women district presidents in BJP who had a district unit. I called both of them. I said, look. This is strange because in Tamil Nadu, you go to any office, there are women working there. Very strange. Madam. There That's are scientists, strange. women, scientists, women, teachers, uh, every job. But how come in politics? Women are there as vice president. Women are there as secretary. No party gives a chance in Tamil Nadu to women as a district president. Hmm. Congress, all are male. VCK, all are male. Communists, all are male. Uh, we are the only party to women president. A lot of people within BJP opposed me. They said, you can't do that. Like here it is all very aggressive politics. Pushing, pulling happens. You are putting women in danger. I called both the ladies. I said, look, I want to trust you. Mm. Seeing your performance, I have to convince the other senior leaders and other people. Next 10 women we are pushing. 15 women we are pushing. Because when women are voting for you, when women are not in the field, how will they get connected to the party? Now I am happy to say, this two women among the 66 are the top 10 outstanding performers. Booth work, travel, Oh, one lady has got a child who's studying in college. The other person has got uh, a school-going boy. But both give 16 hours to the party. They're always in the field. Travel plan places. Maybe you should do a story on, of them sometime. Specifically this part, madam. It's very inspiring. Hmm. We do everything. Because I believe we are preparing. Preparing the mind. Women, BJP state vice president. We are four women. But it is not about four women as state vice president, ma'am. It is important. 50% of women district presidents are there. That is important. They are the people who connect. Mm. The office bearers don't connect. Office bearers are here to do politics in Chennai and other big cities. These people are daily there. Okay. They lead a team. They, they form booth committees. They go. We have done it. And that is my vision for the state. Having said it, madam, I don't want to push it too much also because it's a male-dominated politics. These two have created that first break. Now the male district presidents, when, when we do a district president meeting, these are the only two men who sit inside that hall. 64 males sit with them. In other places, it is 100% male. Now the when they speak politics, the males also, initially their mindset is like, women have come, what do they know? Now they are like, oh, they are speaking. Now they are like, oh, they are speaking. They are among, they are equal to me. So we are breaking the general traditional male mindset. This is a very hard work, ma'am. Not very easy. Though I can talk very easily in a podcast with you and go. But I, I really compliment both the two women because... To change the mindset, mindset is very important. They are fighting in the district with 99% males. They are the only female there. Okay. So this is something. At the same time, inside the party also, why I suspend somebody, why we take action against somebody as a party, madam? Because we believe people should allow talent to flow. BJP cannot be a closed party. Somebody cannot say in the party that I will block somebody's growth. I'm here for this many years. This cannot happen. This is very wrong approach. And we are we are telling a people... A very dynamic know, approach you, you want to bring you about. Got to, you got to allow, madam. I have to take some hard decisions at some point of time. Hmm. Maybe uh, uh, we take some... I've taken very little disciplinary action. That is my last resort. I do a lot of communication, one-to-one, -one, talking, coaching delegating we do all those things does right? your IPS training help in that 
to take these uh, hard decisions uh, when it when it comes to hard decision i'm not very afraid to take it madam because i want to send a message to the whole party but we are doing madam because i am doing this on a, like an urgent mission madam hmm. you don't catch it now you will never catch it again i can also comfortably sit in the chair wait for 10 years and allow somebody to die another another vacuum to create and do it i somehow believe we have already missed the first vacuum the 2017 vacuum that got created after jayalalitha karnanidhi madam's demise 3 4 years that happened i have a feeling that somehow we have missed it now missed it that point of time the mm. vacuum is still there mm. it doesn't close the gap before somebody emerges as a leader politics you got to go catch it and come madam so people say anomaly is very aggressive anomaly is fast yeah. anomaly is doing this the reason madam i believe you don't do it now you'll not get that chance politics is just the time modi ji is ninth year into his prime ministership 10th year tamil nadu people are seeing they have seen modi ji for 9 years we have to translate that into votes now i keep drilling into our party men also come on guys this is the time let us function like a corporate company though we are a political party let us have measurable variables let us reach households because with 9 years with modi ji as pm such a great person sitting in delhi if we can't change tamil minds it's a shame for the party this is my approach a lot of people say no anomaly you are too fast you wait for some more time things will happen and like 2024 modi ji is 100% going to come it will be a fool of a voter to say i am going to vote for some mp who will not be bjp knowing fully well delhi you are going to come it will be a waste of a vote i am saying it is only 16 months tamil people for the very first time they believe modi ji is going to come 2014 they did not have a belief tamil people modi or lady 2019 this people did the negative campaigning 2024 very first time gujarat they are seeing they are seeing other states next they will see rajasthan madhya pradesh every state coming including karnataka i am showing i am i am believing it is going to set a very positive narration till and 2024 2026 we come inside madam then we are there okay. we got to show some mps inside 2026 build on that and reach it 2024 you miss the bus so for me the sense of urgency the reason i'm in a hurry the in 2019 you missed the bus you're saying 2019 we missed the bus Master. because there was a okay. vacuum then ah, so 2024 and 2026 are your two targets now two targets we have to finish the target there's no more extending the target madam okay. this is the time with hmm. modi ji 9 years now if you so can't do it i think your name should be changed to annamalai now isn't it <laughs> that is why people say i'm i'm people man in a hurry as, man in a hurry but i have to do it madam there's no other option sometime i rub the wrong way some people are uncomfortable with me i try to push some things very fast i i am not like a traditional politician who allow things to mature i want to put more firewood and and cook faster but right or wrong that is my style madam okay all the best to you we look forward to seeing your career thank you, path madam. thank you madam thank, thank you. you so much thank you thank you madam Thank you for watching or listening in to this podcast. Do like or subscribe on whichever channel you have seen this or heard this. Namaste, Jai Hind.